Hello! Welcome to Stories Podcast. This week we are presenting The Elves and the Shoemaker. To support the show and help us keep releasing new episodes, please visit patreon.com slash stories or follow the links to our ebooks on storiespodcast.com. Thanks! Enjoy the episode! The Elves and the Shoemaker There was once a shoemaker named George who, through no fault of his own, had become so poor that at last he had only enough leather to make one more pair of shoes. Hopefully this last pair of shoes will sell for enough money that we can buy food for the next week, he said to his wife Vera. After that, I don't know what to do. Don't worry, dear, she said to him. I know things are hard right now, but we'll figure them out together. We're a team. And she kissed him on the cheek and headed off to bed. George cut the leather into the pattern for the shoes and intended to begin sewing them together the next morning. George followed Vera to bed and slept fitfully, worrying about how they were going to make enough money to stay afloat. The next day, he was preparing to sit down to work when he saw them. There stood the shoes, all finished on his table. He took them in his hands to examine them inside and out, and they were so neatly made that not a stitch was out of place, showing that they were done by a master hand. "'Vera!' George called out to his wife. "'Did you learn how to make shoes and craft these ones in the night to surprise me?' "'Huh?' Vera replied. "'You know that I think sewing is tedious and boring. "'Besides, I slept next to you all night. "'I know you were tossing and turning. "'I'm sure you would have noticed if I'd gotten up for a few hours to make these.' "'She turned the mysterious shoes over in her hands. "'But whoever did make them did a very nice job.' "'They certainly did.' George said in wonderment. George and Vera were deciding whether or not they should call the police, since they'd obviously had some kind of intruder in the night, but before they could make a decision, a customer came in. Because the shoes pleased this customer so much, he paid more than the ordinary price for them. George and Vera decided not to call the police. With the extra money from this sale, George was able to purchase food for the week and enough leather to make two new pairs of shoes. This was very good luck. He said to Vera. If I can sell these two new pairs of shoes, we'll probably just be able to make our mortgage this month. What a relief, Vera said. Come, eat some of this delicious potato stew I've made. And George joined her for dinner. Before bedtime, he cut the leather into the pattern for the shoes so he'd be ready to put them together in the morning. Then he and Vera went to bed. Tonight, they both slept much more soundly. The next day, George woke in a good mood and was about to go to work with fresh courage, but there was no need for him to work, for the two pairs of shoes stood beautifully finished on his table. Vera? he called out. It happened again. Really? she replied, coming over to view the shoes. Whoever made these did just as nice a job as they did on the other ones. Should we be troubled that someone is breaking into our home? asked George. But before Vera could answer, customers came in. They found the shoes much to their liking, paid so generously for them that George and Vera would certainly be able to afford their mortgage this month, and they'd be able to buy leather for four new pairs of shoes. I think perhaps instead of being troubled by whomever is breaking into our home and making shoes for us, we should be grateful, said Vera. I will make some cookies to leave out. Make enough for me too, said George, and he cut the leather into the pattern for the shoes so that just in case no one came in the night, he'd be ready to put them together in the next day. But the following morning, George found the four pairs finished, just as he had the previous days, and the cookies Vera had made had been nibbled on. And so it went on, 
What he cut out in the evening was finished in the morning, so that he was soon in comfortable circumstances again, and at last was becoming really prosperous. One evening, just after New Year's, George said to Vera, "What do you think of staying up tonight to see who it is that lends us the helping hand?" "Oh, I think that's an excellent idea," said Vera. "Maybe we can find out which cookies they like best. I keep trying different kinds, but they only ever nibble at them, so I guess they must not like them that much." That night, instead of curling up cozily in their bed, George and Vera lit a candle and hid themselves in a corner of the workroom behind the big display case where George put the shoes he was trying to sell. They tried to stay quiet, but they were so excited to see what would happen that they couldn't help but whisper and giggle to one another. This helped them stay awake. Finally, at midnight, they heard a rustling. George and Vera peered out from behind the display case and saw them—two tiny little men. Who sat down at George's workbench, took up the leather pieces that were cut out, and set to work so nimbly, stitching, sewing, and hammering with their little fingers. In no time at all, shoes were starting to take shape. Elves! Vera hissed to George, totally in awe. Georgie, they're magic elves! That's why they only nibble at the cookies. They're so tiny they can't finish them. Look at them," said George. "They're so good at making shoes." They can do such detailed work because they have such small hands. They look like they're freezing," Vera said. "Look, it's snowing outside, and it's cold in here too. And they're just wearing those little shorts and shirts with no sleeves. Where are their jackets and socks and hats and gloves? If they're not careful, those teeny fingers are going to freeze right off." Cold as they may have been, the elves did not stop working until everything was finished and the shoes stood ready on the table. Then they each took several big for them bites of the oatmeal cookies that Vera had baked for them, and then they ran quickly away. Vera and George were astonished, but also very sleepy because it was very very late. So they went to bed too. The next day, Vera said to her husband, "I keep thinking about the little elves and how cold they must be." Do you think we could make them some clothes to help them keep warm? Maybe some pairs of long pants and sweaters with hats and gloves and socks. I don't really like to sew, but they've done so much for us, so I can suck it up. And you can make them some little shoes with your scrap leather. Excellent idea," said George, and they set to work. When everything was ready, about a week later, they laid out the presents on the table where they normally left the leather. Vera had also made some extra special cookies with frosting and sprinkles, and they left those out as well. Then George and Vera climbed back behind the display case where they had hidden before and giggled and whispered until midnight. When the elves first appeared, they looked quite confused. George and Vera couldn't hear anything they were saying to one another because they were so small that their voices just sounded like little twinkling bells. But from their hiding spot. Vera and George could just make out the wide smiles that were spreading on their tiny faces. They looked perfectly delighted. The two little elves put on their new clothes right away. Everything seemed to fit pretty well. They admired each other, and then they began to dance and skip. George and Vera could see them spinning in circles and hugging each other, and they beamed at one another, proud of the gift they had given to the two little helpers that had helped them get by. They watched the elves eat large mouthfuls of the special cookies, leaving less than half of one. And then they went on their way. It went on that way for a long time. The elves came and made shoes in the night, and George and Vera left cookies and little clothes for them. More coats and hats with pom poms in the winter, raincoats and galoshes in the spring, bathing suits in the summer, and so on. The shoe store thrived. 
George and Vera never had money trouble again, and the tiny dexterous elves were always very well fed and very well dressed. The End Today's story was adapted and performed by me, Amanda Weldon. Stories Podcast was created by Daniel Hines. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Leland and his family. Thank you for helping to support our show, Leland. You are a part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would also like to support the show and receive a thank you in a future episode, please visit patreon.com slash stories or follow the links to our ebooks on storiespodcast.com. Thanks for listening.